This is the Pew Talk America Radio Network. Oh, for crying out loud. There's so much happening. We've lost we've lost our entire entire mind. It's all good. Ten days of turkey can begin then. Ten days of turkey can begin wherever the hell you want. I know, um, but we're planning it I got during you. the breaks. Oh, oh, I see. Because we have to have one of the days here, and I miss it, but now I won't because we're so going to celebrate Thanksgiving here on the show on, on the nineteenth. We just 19th. decided. Oh, I'm glad I was part of that meeting. <laughs> well, you were. You were here. I was here, but I wasn't listening <laughs> because you didn't listen or vote. <laughs> no, listen, see, voting matters. Voting matters. All right, so our our Thanksgiving oh. food extravaganza show will be on the nineteenth. That's perfect because that leaves actually about ten days mm-hmm. to Thanksgiving. And then, are you in town? Are you in town like on the twenty fourth? That Sunday before I leave, I am, but I'm working. Oh, you are working. Yeah, because we were going to try to do. Mom wants to do because she's going to cook Thanksgiving food no matter what. And, and she should. I mean, everybody should. Whoever wants to cook it, cook it. But we were thinking we'd do a little mini Thanksgiving at her place on that Sunday. Well, I can come before work, but maybe you. Yeah, that'll work because yeah. we'd be in the late afternoon before you. Because usually go in at seven. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So oh, we'll, that'd be lovely. We'll make that all work out together, and then you could take a plate with you to work and eat it later too, because that's what you do. Oh, my gosh, let's get through this. Well, Chastity Patterson lost her father four years ago, and even though he had passed, she continued to text her father's number with various life updates and other messages. Well, the night before the anniversary of her father's death, Patterson did as she's done numerous times before and sent a text to her dad's phone. What made this time so different was that the person on the other end actually responded to her. Mm -hmm. He said his name was Brad and that he's been receiving Patterson's messages for the past four years. What made the moment even more special is that the two were found to be bonded in tragedy. Brad lost his daughter in a car wreck in August of 14. He told Patterson that her messages had kept him alive during that past four years. He told Patterson he had not reached out before because he didn't want to break her heart. Brad then ended the message by saying that he wished that his little girl would have become the woman that Patterson has become and that he is so proud of her for all that she's done. Patterson shared the messages to Facebook, and the post was quickly shared by thousands of people. Um, it was if you go if you find the post on Facebook about this, it was really cool the the messages that they sent back and forth because, again, every little life thing that she did, he, she sent, and he just kind of just kept them and kept them, and then it was just it's very touching that to something because normally you send a text message to somebody who's got an old phone number, and you're like, the fuck is this? Yeah, but you know what was it? But some people are more compassionate what than we it? are. Is what was it saying? two years ago, three years ago? It was the the woman who received a text message from the guys, and it was a wrong number, but she invited him to Christmas or Thanksgiving dinner, yeah, and they just that. keep doing and it. And then there was the bachelor party guy. Oh, that's right. We oh, did the, ba- about yeah, that. the bachelor party yeah. guy was funny. That's, and then, was there's funny. All the, then there's all the celebrity number neighbors. Have you seen all those? Like by one digit, you're different right, from you somebody? you just change your number one digit and text them and be like, hey, number neighbor. I got oh, that. I've never people heard get, of people that. People get like famous people. Yeah. I've never heard of I think, that. I think the Bill Clinton one was bullshit, but it was still a really cute story. Okay. I got that text message. Did you get a number neighbor text message? Yeah. Did you answer? Uh-uh. No. God damn it, Al. That's that fucking freak. God damn it, Al. This is why we I can't have, have nice things. I might have just said hi that. No, I, I've things. never done that. Never even heard of it. Nobody wants to be my number neighbor. I'm well, sad. I just heard of it now. If I'd known then, I might have said something like, want a hand drop? Get... That seems a little forward. That's a little more like than a number. Reel that back a little bit. That's a Reel little more than in. a number, neighbor. Reel it in. Reel it in. <laughs> Reel it in. In other news. Yes. The end of daylight saving time isn't just bringing darker days. Oh, God. It has That's also awesome. officially kicked off what is apparently called cuffing season. 
Okay. I know. This is the time of year when singles get into temporary relationships because it's cold oh, outside. Yes. This is not a problem we have in Arizona, but this one focuses on last week. And Christmas is coming because, you know, you don't want to. Right. You don't want to be alone for the holidays. Well, using data from its annual Singles in America survey, Match.com compiled a list of which U.S. cities have the best and worst cuffing seasons. I'm not sure what qualifies best and what qualifies worst. <laughs> but we're going to find out. We're going to find out. We're going to find out because yes. I only read the beginning of the article. <laughs> It's a mystery to all of us at this point. It is based on the city's interest in casual dating as well as whether people in that city are having a lot of or a little bit of sex. Mm -hmm. Chicago ranks fourth on the list of top ten cities having the most sex and looking to casually date, thus making it one of the best places to be cuffed Cuffed. during the fall and winter months. That sounds like something that happens at a leather bar. Right. It sure does. Indianapolis took the number one spot. Because I can't imagine what else there is to do what in else Indianapolis. What else is there to do in Indiana? <laughs> wow. San, Di- San Diego and Denver, second and third, respectively. Yeah, that's Memphis San Diego's the gays. Rounds, well, yeah, that is the gays. <laughs> Memphis rounds out the top five, and Columbus, Ohio, also representing the Midwest on the list in the eighth spot. Wow. I know. If you're trying to hook up for the winner, move to these cities, that's for sure. More than 5,000 singles throughout the United States were surveyed for the Singles in America survey. And the people varied in age, ethnicity, income, and backgrounds. Mm. Chicago matchmaker Steph Safran, founder of Steph in the City. Oh, uh, original. Yep. <laughs> says that Chicago likely placed high on the list because it's a large city with a lot of options that people want to explore. She says the pressure is off on getting married at a younger age. Uh, than a smaller city might have. You might feel more pressure in a small city mm-hmm. than you do in Chicago. So you can just fuck a lot of people. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm ad-libbing, obviously. Museum to museum. Right. <laughs> Meet you at the bean. <clears throat> uh, Steph in the city also thinks that uh, dating apps have made it easier for people to have more sex. She says it's not so hard to find a hookup. You can do anything without anyone knowing. Good for you, Steph. I hope the other Proud person you're having sex with knows. Completely anonymous. They don't have to be there. No. <laughs> no, I feel like they should know. I feel like they should at least be aware that it's happening. It started off as a masturbating in the corner and turned into a Me Too moment. Completely unintentionally. <laughs> I'm certainly not going to crash any of your lunch dates anymore. Now, I missed a portion of the story. or yes, a fact please, that we, uh, So, the cuffing is... Is only happening because it's cooler weather or because it's of the holidays? In the, in the winter time. Yes. It is in the cooler months. Because San Diego okay. doesn't really qualify. No. They're just horny. I guess. I don't know. Well, again, I, I always it's, find... It's seasonal, so it's a fall and winter relationship. Well, you, right, because you always see all these people get to hook up and get in the fall and the winter because... And I didn't think it had anything to do with the chilliness. I thought it was all holiday bullshit because you don't want to have somebody buy you something for Christmas, go to dinner with Thanksgiving, celebrate New Year's with them, and then when the spring rolls around, no, you're going to go and you're right, going to play. about the time Pride happens. you got to break yeah, up so you, you can to be single for again the summer. Right. to find the new grass on the other cool side. for the summer. And I'd be the completely the opposite. I don't want to buy you anything or be chained to you for the whole fucking holiday. I want to have fun. Mm, smart. So well, stay single. You're doing good, Al. Thank you. <laughs> there are a few right significant factors Straight that can play middle. into someone being in a cuffing season relationship. <laughs> Perhaps there's a major age difference, location, or other career obligations. Let's look up something. Oh, if they're in another a telling location, sign is if the be person, getting it regularly. A telling sign is if the person you're dating isn't talking about introductions to meaningful people in his or her life and just keeps you separate. 
Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We've all been to that restaurant. Maybe you go do things for the holidays, but not with his friends and not with his family, and there's no discussion about taking things to the next level of seriousness. Perhaps you've been cuffed. Are these are people reading this article like 10? I don't like, know. I feel like you know this at like the seventh grade on. I feel like So why too. are we going to the dance at a school we don't go to? Because <laughs> I don't want people to see me with you. <laughs> I feel like that's my whole relationship <laughs> in a nutshell. Why, yeah. why don't anybody know us together? Because right. we don't like each other. Right. See? Urban Dictionary defines cuffing as the moment when people who would normally rather be single or promiscuous find themselves along with the rest of the world desiring to be tied down by a serious relationship. Temporary insanity. Christmas season. Or uh, cuffing is the act of getting handcuffs put upon you by a law enforcement officer. Ah. <laughs> and that's what I thought it was when I started reading this article. I was like, ooh, kinky article. Some take it literally. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> So I can't imagine why this story brings something deep inside of me, but an idyllic um, Italian town gives away homes for free after buildings left abandoned. Another key phrase in this whole story, another Italian town has resorted to giving away historic buildings for free. Wait, this has happened more than once? Yes. And why do you still live here? We don't know. (laughs) How do we we apply? Uh, Well, it's going to come up later. Well. Continue reading. In order to attract new residents and revive its fortunes, uh, Camerata in Sicily is the latest destination to lure inhabitants with the promise of complimentary housing. Picture it. Sicily. It was the 20s. They gave me a free house. They gave me a free house. After more than 100 buildings in the historic center have been left abandoned. Vincenzo Giambroni, the mayor of Camerata, has convinced... Wouldn't that be Vincenzo? Vincenzo. Yes. It's one C, so she is correct. Has convinced former owners of these buildings to give them to those who could breathe new life into the town. I can't stand to see these gorgeous old historical center empty and turn into a ruin. It and I can't stand it. It hurts me. (laughs) So far, there are twelve empty homes up for grabs. With Giambroni hoping to add more in the near future. However, as with similar schemes, there are some conditions. Mm -mm. Prospective owners must agree to renovate their new house within three years. And present a full plan on how they'll refurbish the property. Okay. You have to give uh, 5,000 euro, which is about $6,000 deposit, but it is returnable when you complete the works. Okay. The town itself is made up of red-hued stone dwellings surrounded by verdant fields with unbeatable views to the dramatic Mount Etna, an active volcano. Mount Etna. (laughs) That sounds like a draw, a, a point against. Um, still in. The town prides itself on its hospitality, according to Giambroni, meaning a new resident should hopefully receive a warm welcome. Visitors and guests come first, even before our own family. Newcomers trigger change, innovation, new ideas. They revamp the local economy and kickstart a revolution. So there's another town up on the mainland of Italy, because this is in Sicily. And um, I, mean, I don't know. I guess you got to know somebody that can fix up a house. I'm a hell of a sheet rocker. Right. And you're just done. Make Take it- me with you. Your goal is the Renaissance. So it doesn't have to look fancy. It's got to look 400 years old. Beat up that sheetrock a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. I'm in. How you going to lose? Do a, I can do a nice stucco finish. So, yeah. So there's towns um, in Italy well, I th- where they're giving away houses it. in the center. Aren't there also places in, in the States here And then for $6,000, you can have your $5,000 for you know three years. Here's your money to right. keep your deposit. I didn't fix anything. Does the toilet flush? Here's what I did. The toilet <laughs> flushes. And I lived here and I supported all your local businesses. <laughs> and I bought a couple of Afghans because it's really fucking cold in the winter. 
Because I didn't fix the heater. Because I didn't fix the heater. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so six thousand dollars to live for three years in the island Sicily. of Sicily in the Mediterranean. No, I can't. So the story, part of the story would change for you would be picture it Sicily. 2022. No, the 20s. The 20s. Right. As opposed to 1922. Yeah. You'd be an updated Sophia. Picture she's it. Now Sicily. A, she's I know. We're 22. finally to a decade we can call. Because the aughts, no. No. The 10s, nah. Stupid. No story sounds good. Remember back in the aughts? Yeah. You're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> or not just you, older. Not you. Just older. But the person or who... Or you're 110. Right. Exactly. I'm not dead. As soon as you say Back the aughts, in aught six, no one likes nobody, you. No, no, no one mm-hmm. likes you. Let's just say it. Because you know how to use ought. Like yeah. you're a double knot spy. Like but like, th- like they're never going like to have CNN the aughts. No, CNN's not doing God, that I special. I think they already did. <laughs> now they've only made it to the 90s. I don't think that's correct. Oh, no, they've not. Did they make it to the... Oh, I think they went all the way up to 2009. So what was it called? The 2000s. Okay, I'll give you the 2000s. But then yeah. it sounds like 100 years. It felt like 100 years. Dead. We all lived through it. Did we? Well, three Marnie's, of us. Marnie's not here. <laughs> She's fighting her own battles. <laughs> well, all it took for one fugitive in Illinois to turn himself in was a little photo manipulation. WBBM-TV in Chicago reports that Kankakee County Sheriff's Department... <laughs> well, they post notices about fugitives on their Facebook page every Wednesday. Well, guess what? Last Wednesday was the, the the Wednesday before Halloween. This week, the department posted a picture of Brandon W. Conti, 25 years old, who was wanted for failure to appear on a drunk driving charge. Conti commented on the post and asked, hey, where's my costume? Well, Sheriff's Office then edited the photo and added a little sailor suit and a hat that said, ahoy. <laughs> An officer wrote, well, we held up our bargain. You hold up yours. Conti replied with laughing emojis, noting that he would turn himself in before noon the next day and ask the police have the paperwork done and ready. The department confirms that Conti subsequently turned himself in. Here is you the... You get to ask? Well, apparently that's how they do it there in Illinois. So there's the first one. That's what they want. You know, wanted fugitive. There's this thing. So then they went back and doctored it up. And <laughs> there it is. Oh, that's just friendly. <laughs> yeah. So they gave him a little... Little deal there, and he turned himself in, and all was well. I have one follow-up question. Yes, ma'am. Does Dion Brown know about this site? <laughs> Is he cute enough to make a Foxy? Oh, <laughs> uh, the Foxy Friday fugitive felon. Foxy whatever, felon Fridays. Whatever that is, uh, I don't know about that. I feel like we should forward this article to Dion, maybe, so that he can source some of his Foxy felons from from Illinois. From Illinois. Yes, I don't even know where the Kankakee County is. I don't know what that's close to. Is I don't know the either. Chicago, the Greater Chicago area, because that's Clark. But, uh, but I don't know how foxy their felons are either. Well, I feel true. like we should send a correspondent. Oh, one, <laughs> we should send Dion Brown, <laughs> Dion Brown to Kankakee County to investigate. To foxy felon aficionado, right? Yeah, yeah. and, and stalker. <laughs> and I have to say, he's quite often not wrong. No, he's no his foxy felons. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I do enjoy that he finds the pre- the previous mugshots, so he can then show the progression of how they've gone from they were drunk, they were high, now they're on meth, now they're on heroin. Now it's like, murder. Right now they just it's gone downhill. He really shows all of the all of the, yeah. the mugshots. 
It's a highlight of my Friday. I'm not going to lie. To you. Yeah, it's a good time. I look forward to every Friday. I don't know it's Friday till I till scroll down and see that, and I'm like, oh yeah, I have a burrito, and there's my felon. For those I need horoscopes from Smashly. I need Foxy <laughs> right? Felons from Dion. Yeah, she's got to tell us. I need the world. plasma update from Jacob with a K, and that's my whole. <laughs> my whole For those of you listening that don't understand, we have a friend here in town who has found it very entertaining for himself and for all of us to go on a our Maricopa County website where they post all of the mug shots from the previous week, and he finds the ones that are the deemed the hottest ones and then he posts a foxy he does felon. have kind of a type yeah he does yeah have a he does yeah. we all i mean um he has a foxy and I felon don't disagree with it friday where he explains what they were arrested for and he adds these wonderful charming stories to what they've done and what a what a what, what are the words how they've strayed they've strayed how they've strayed <laughs> Yes, all it's of them mis- their misdemeanors, and they've been arrested for mischief Such and mischief. stuff. It's and he just describes their hairs and their floppy dudes. It's very funny. And then finds the older mugshots if they've got them, and then posts it so you can see how they've progressed. It's very cute. They've made their way through the system. <laughs> <laughs> Well, a Louisiana man is now making his way through the system after stealing an electric-powered shopping cart from Walmart to avoid getting a DUI. <laughs> Seems smart to me. Oh, I have a story. Go ahead. I, I, go ahead. Br- Bryce Kendall Williams, 32, was charged with felony unauthorized use of a movable. <laughs> oh, oh, I've not heard of that one. After driving the motorized shopping cart over half a mile away from one bar. To another. Yeah, now like that really girl. just is real. That's really good. This is on good the thinking. cart people. This is... Whoever builds those carts, it's a half a mile. Honest to God, I thought that's... they would have killed by the time they ended the you know into the parking, the parking lot. lot. Right. right. I thought that's they'd a, be a that's kill a pretty good on those fuckers. No shit. No. I mean, like it's slow mile. as hell, but you'll get there. Well, event a, someday. <laughs> a deputy with the sheriff's office responded to a bar in Huma, Louisiana, about 12.30 a.m. on Sunday after receiving a complaint about someone arriving to the bar in a shopping cart, according to the statement. The town is about 60 miles southwest of New Orleans. Ah. New Orleans. When the deputy arrived, he found the shopping cart parked between two cars in the bar's parking lot. Properly parked. Properly. That is just nice. Not parallel parked, but parked. Williams told the responding deputy that he was at a different bar and thought that if he drove his car, he'd get charged with a DUI. (laughs) Instead, he opted to steal the electric shopping cart, which is meant for disabled people. I think being drunk is a disability. Disability, yes. Right. Judges agree. Yes. Well, his bond has been set at $2,500. And it has not been determined whether he has legal representation at this time. But he. I'm really getting disabled. I, I, I give it to him. I think let him off. I mean, he was smart enough to not drive. drive yeah. And I don't know how much damage you can do running those little carts off. Was he on the road or was he on a I, sidewalk? Listen, you've never had one of them run into your goddamn ankles. Well, no, I've not. In the fucking oh, ouch, but not aisle. dead. Yeah. Right, right. In the past <laughs> In the past Those fuckers are mean. <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker ran me down. I'm just trying to buy some macaroni. <clears throat> yeah. Side note on scooters. Mm. Uh, that was one thing I did this weekend that I did not expect to have Rode be part of my life. the grocery store? No. Uh, <laughs> my, Ricardo and I walked to... Um, the, we went to the, only the last two hours of Rainbows Festival because we're like, we'll go. And then I realized the second I got there, I know why I don't want to go because I saw immediately like five people that said hi to me that I don't even care about ever seeing again in my life. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so we made it through it. Said I feel hi like that to people. Getting long. Oh, it's getting hugely long. Trust me, north of Phoenix, 80, 80 or 90 miles, it sounded really good. Um, but it's going to be a commute How for you guys. Electric <laughs> over yeah. yeah. So anyway. Um, 
as we left, we had uh, we met up with uh, David Allen. David, remember the, the yeah. friend that came in and sat in the corner and watched the Off show camera, one night? The judge. Off camera, the sure. judge. Yeah. Yes. Ran into him. So Very all, judgy. So as we were walking back and we decided to go to Rebar, we, we come across in the parking lot or in the sidewalk, somebody had left a scooter on. They just walked away from it. It was an abandoned scooter that still was operational. What's the what's the 10 code it, for that? It was a... Huh? Scooter down. Scooter I, down. I don't know what it is. We got a 1046. I don't know what it is. Um, but anyway, the, <laughs> the, the scooter was left to go and he's like, he's like, well... You, anybody could just take it and ride it. I'm like, no. So he jumped on it and did it. And I'm like, well, I've never ridden one. Like, I didn't think that they were that oh, robust. I, just, I, I really thought they were just, you know, two little wheels on a piece of wood and crap, right? Oh, my God. Those little sumbitches can hustle. They're fifth, oh, the little bird scooters? Fifth, yeah, 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 those. The electric thing. So you just go you and know, you push off, you hit the button. 15 miles an hour is really fast yeah. on the sidewalk. Yeah. With no safety mechanisms yeah. at all. Well, you not got a, a helmet, you got a, not a wrist brace not a nothing but it was fantastic i was really surprised so we rode it or i rode up the sidewalk and then i didn't want to see how off-road was going so i went across a gravel parking lot and it just tore through it finally we took it back and and dropped it off at a designated scooter spot then he had the app on his phone so then he took the picture of the qr code submitted it to them it says hey whoever left it unattended on a sidewalk and you have to i guess you take a picture and you show them that it is parked properly correct and then so then the other, whoever the other person is gets dinged for leaving it where they did. Oh, yeah, that's true. Number one. Number two, you're just the good Samaritan who... And he, I guess, um, because he has a, a uh, an account with it, I guess you do that where they give you credit towards the future rides or whatever. Oh, that's good. So I think it, called, it was it called Sing or Spin. No, Spin. I think Spin is the name of the one I was doing. But I, I, think, they're, a, I think those are affiliated with Uber. Well, they were there's fantastic like, little boogers. like four main companies... There's Lyft, and they all say Lyft on them. The Jump is the bikes, and they're the ones that are associated with Uber, and I think the Spin ones are too. And then there's Lime, which is a, yeah, which the, is its own company, and then there's Bird. It was Spin. That's the one. Because I put the app on my phone in case I need to future do that. But I was astounded that it I actually... I can't wait to see you scootering it, somewhere. It took... I w- what I was really surprised with is that little son of a gun has got such a powerful battery in it that... I mean, I weigh 280. And it just launched me off like nothing. I was like, wow. Yeah, and I don't know how long zippy. you can go on it. High and high I almost, when we left Rebar, they hadn't shut it off, whoever controls those scooters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder if I can make it to Stacy's. I wonder how far I can go. I bet you could. But I opted not to. I, I, I felt yeah, smarter. Yeah, when they stop, they stop hard. Right. And I'm like, no, we're when not going to do it. Lo- when you leave the, the, the designated, designated area. Yeah. So, uh no, but it was very interesting. I'd never run one. I was like, well, okay. Now, I do understand why they would be annoying left all over the goddamn city because literally it was blocking a sidewalk when yeah. we came oh, yeah. upon it. So. Oh, the, the last time I was in San Diego, every morning, some dude that I think was a resident would go up and down the, the boardwalk there and pick these fucking scooters up and fling them into the sand like he was just winging them. Just so mad. And he would go for a mile. He'd go all the way down just flinging them like people hate them. Oh. I thought they were lovely. I rode them everywhere. Yeah, they yeah. are if you if you. But it's like the bikes because uh, my friend lived at Forty Fourth Street and Camelback, and like when I the first time I went to his apartment complex, I'm like, are these bikes decoration? Like, is this part of the decor? The of the charm area? of the area? Yeah, like are they decorating? Because you never know what they're gonna have. Is like, and he's like, no, he's like, those are those stupid ass fucking rental, rental bikes, bikes that you don't have to take back to the station and you leave them everywhere. And then tomorrow, somebody's going to low jack them, find out where they are, and picks them up and puts them back where they go. I'm like, 
So you've got like eight bikes outside, and he's like, oh my god, he's like, they're everywhere. And then I started, they were the orange ones, and then I found out like San Diego passed laws against them, Phoenix passed laws against them of like, no, you need somewhere for those to to go. They need a home. Because those bikes were like, you had a party, and like there'd be 12 bikes outside your house, and then they would just leave them there. Yeah, they used to leave them outside the bar. We used to have to call and say, hey. Yep. Send send one of your low jackers. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, a couple of years ago, there was one uh, out here in, in, the, in their street, and it was there for days, several days. And I kept bitching about it. And finally, they came and picked it up. But yeah. it, it's the company. They were the yellow bikes. Occasionally, you'll still see one. It might people be yellow ro- or orange. Well, the people remember. riding. Well, the, the, that company was called Oso. OSO was the one that got kicked out of Phoenix. And the funny thing is, you'll still see people riding them that broke the... The, the whatever locking oh, yeah. mechanism Ne'er, off, yeah. and they're riding them all over. But yeah, you know, they got completely kicked out of Phoenix for it because again, they were everywhere like litter. Yeah. So I do have a story. Go go right I ahead. I don't know whose turn it is. Make it happen. It can be yours this? now. Go ahead. No, is it yours? I have no idea. It was already. It was already hers. Well, oh, I, I think that was me. I think we started with that with me. We do. Oh, good. Well, Monica Lewinsky and Cat and the producers of Catfish are um, <laughs> get, joining together for an HBO Max public shaming documentary. Uh, Max Joseph, who did the documentary Catfish, which wasn't another one of those documentaries that was not supposed to be about catfishing, because catfishing wasn't a thing yet, and then it turns out to be... Have you ever seen Catfish, the documentary, not the TV not. series? No. I've, I've seen neither, as it turns out. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, let it out, Al. I know what catfishing is. I know that one guy's girlfriend died that wasn't even a person. Yes, so this, yeah. that's him. <gasps> Can you be cuffed and catfished? At, at the, the same, same time? time? <laughs> oh, can you catfish somebody into a cuffing relationship? Oh, I feel like yes. So and I think options. that's how you get catfished, is that you're like, oh, I want a boyfriend uh, for the holidays. I mean, I'll never meet them, because they're only <laughs> online, and they seem to always be busy on the days that I'm free, or their mm-hmm. mom is sick, <laughs> or they're across the street. Um, <laughs> I think I'm in so that relationship So, Max right Joseph, now. If you, uh, I think it's on Netflix. I cannot remember where that documentary came from, but he and his... My favorite thing with documentaries is when they're about one thing, but then the course of shooting, it becomes about another. That, that family one you keep talking about. Yeah, Capturing the Freedmen's. Yeah. Um, so this one, I can't remember what it's about, but he ends up in a relationship and having this whole like thing going on with this young woman who's got a disease and they're trying to help her. And then they find out that she does not exist. Hmm. And through the course of this documentary, which is really about like peanuts being grown in Georgia... It turned. I cannot. A Jimmy re- Carter story. The Jimmy Carter. No, no, we made him sell his farm. Yeah, the Jimmy and Rosalind Russell story. Um, turns out Amy Carter's a bitch. But um, just kidding. I wow. feel like it's been like forty years since we had a good Amy Carter joke. <laughs> I didn't know there were any good Amy Carter. Oh, remember jokes. how awful they were to her on SNL? Well, they were awful to her. No, awful to her. So, anyways, so. Um, the unlikely duo have partnered with production company Six West on a new feature documentary called 15 Minutes of Shame, which HBO Max announced Monday, which was last Monday. Um, it has acquired the rights to distribute via its subscription streaming service next year. The film, directed by Joseph, who executive produced alongside Lewinsky, will follow the collaborators as they delve into contemporary culture's obsession with public shaming via social experiments, examinations of social behavior, and a focus on individuals who've been publicly shamed. Bullies, bystanders, the media, psychologists, politicians, and experts will also go under the microscope for the project as well. Lewinsky is an anti-bullying activist with an unparalleled authority, making her the perfect partner for this project. (laughs) 
and Max's strong ad- advocacy for social justice and distinctive storytelling make him particularly well suited to explore this complex modern phenomenon. Um, Lewinsky has been uh, very open about her her bout with public shaming and cyberbullying, and then on this topic of like picking a new person each week to publicly shame whether they need to be or not, and you should be shaming the NFL if you're not. Get on that one. Uh, the NFL is definitely in the wrong, and we are definitely on Mike Pence's side on this one. How did that happen? That's um, a bad place to be. It's a bad place to be, but it is... Is, the, is Mother okay with this? Uh, mother's just enjoying the quiet irony of the NBA just falling on the sword over cash and doing the wrong thing. Mm. Um but it's interesting. And then Obama did a speech last week about um, the woke culture and shaming of people mm-hmm. for mild transgressions yeah, and letting everyone be a little bit different. And it was very interesting. And he got a really funny shout out on SNL as SNL told a joke that didn't just die on the vine. I think it was a little bit of an experiment. Like, how far can I go in this joke? And then call it off. And everyone will know what I meant, but I never said the joke. Like, how far can I go? But I still get the reaction. And he got, and he, I mean, the, the gasps and boos from the audience. And then, like, Michael Che got, like, publicly shamed on the internet. And he never... Oh, nev- I did see something about that. And he, ne- he never finished the joke. He just alluded to what happens when old men move to wherever... Um, Caitlyn Jenner moved to and it was just along the lines of this person's you know the last time someone did this they became a woman and it wasn't it was pointed and it was funny and he like gave you enough to hang himself with and then he stopped mid joke and just laughed at the audience like I never said it everything you all there, thought it but all of you went there Everybody on your went own there, yeah. you went there on your own and you booed at a joke that was never told so you can't lead a horse to water yeah it, <laughs> it was it was really it was so meta and so lovely and then one of the people that came out and did a guest commentary was like obama's right woke culture has gone way too far way too far i mean our chinese jokes are still offensive but obama's always right it was it was it was very jokes. interesting. SNL has been very I've I've caught up almost. I think I have one more week to watch, but they're on it. Like this this year, they're four or five episodes in, all solid, mm. like solidly funny, good hosts. Chance the rapper, I don't know who he is, but I'm a fan now. Like I've known of him for a while, but again, couldn't tell anything. Funny he does. guest, great musical guest. Like he was right he on. was the host and the musical guest. He did a double duty, and he was he was terrific. Like every skit was good. And sometimes when they have people on, there's less skits and more pre-tape stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought his was like live comedy heavy. It was the first time I thought they really went with let this guy shine. Like, mm. I think Ariana Grande was the last time I really thought that they like, okay, we want to explore like that what she can she's do. good at this. Like right. let her do it. And like very low on cue cards. It wasn't like, it's so embarrassing when like theater people or like, uh, what's his butt? Um, uh, Christopher Walken. He's on there all the time, but all he does is read the cue cards, and it's, t- it's oh, like, oh, yeah. right, it you're is. terrible. So it was very good. Like again, I don't know this guy, but I'm I'm a big fan. Like both songs were good. Every skit, almost every skit was funny. If there was a down one, I don't remember it. Okay, but that I have good. them recorded. I haven't. I really haven't watched any of them. I missed. I missed a long time. I just. I just started like back, and now I'm trying to catch up with all the ones. 
that I've missed. And I'm like, okay, this was a genuinely enjoyable hour and five minutes of my life. Like, I didn't sit there going, oh, this skit should have ended. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch a lot of a lot of SNL. I never have though. Like, it's, it's, it's always it's, been like hit or miss for me, and every once in a while I'll catch something or I don't want. I you really can get all the same places with somebody putting a skit there. If you find it, um, Google it and watch it, or maybe we can play it. Um, Oscar, we probably can't. The um, origin story of Oscar the Grouch. Mm-hmm. Find that and watch it. It's um, the guy from. It's the sheriff from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And they do it like the Joker, but it's the origin story of Oscar the Grouch, and okay. it's brilliant, brilliant satire. Like, absolutely phenomenal. Right on. Um, I usually, with SNL, I rarely watch, I mean, usually I never like the musical guest, hardly ever, because it's younger than me that I want to care for. I will watch the open, and I just, I live for, for a weekend update. Yeah. I mean, that's really all I care yeah. about. Most of the new music I've bought in the last 10 years has been from... SNL guests. Oh, cool. That I'll be like, yep, I like that song. Like that Sean Mendez that I'm in love with. Uh, I only know yeah. him from SNL. I've never seen him anywhere but SNL. Oh, you haven't seen his underwear commercials? No, but I'm, now I want to because he's a hot, hot hottie. Let me pull those up. You go right ahead. Anybody else <laughs> got another story? I got one more about... Uh, well, I'll just tell it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> It's your turn. I got nothing Police else. are searching for a man who walked into a bank in Nebraska this week and tried to open a checking account. Well, guess what he had? A fake million-dollar bill. A million-dollar bill. Staff at the Pinnacle Bank branch in Lincoln, Lincoln, Nebraska, reported the Monday morning incident to police. The Lincoln Journal Star reports that bank employees say the man was adamant that the bill was real, despite the teller's attempts to convince him otherwise. The man eventually left with the bill, but without a new bank account. Police are reviewing surveillance video and trying to identify the man. Police say they simply want to check on his welfare and make sure that he is actually not the victim of a crime. The largest denomination, for those of you wondering, the largest denomination note ever issued for public circulation is the $10,000 bill. And I don't even know who's on the $10,000 bill. Which is still a lot. (coughs) Now, that is an awful, awful lot. Yeah. Is there still a $1,000 bill? I believe there are. I honestly, I I don't really have a lot of time to see those, so I don't know. I've never seen one. I don't know why I would ever see one. I believe I did see a thousand dollar bill when I was younger. uh, Ten Benjamin to do the job. Mom, mom will probably remember this time frame because it was well, she was there. Uh, My grandparents owned a nightclub, and I remember being in the office with my grandfather, and he had the you know the safe was there, and they do all the money and stuff. And I remember once him handing me a stack of money. And he just you know, was just thinking, well, hey, have you ever held this much money before or whatever? And I held, and I believe that there were $1,000 bills in it, but this is the 70s back in the day. And I remember hold it, carrying the money for them when they would do bank drops, like at night, because mm-hmm. I would ride I would ride with grandma, grandpa would have the cash, and she'd follow him with her gun. Oh, wow. That's how they used to do bank drops in the middle of the night. I have information. Oh, oh Kat Carlson, breaking news. The $10,000 bill features a portrait of President Lincoln's Secretary of the Treasury, Salmon P. Chase, was the highest denomination of U.S. US currency ever to publicly circulate, although a $100,000 bill featuring the portrait of Woodrow Wilson was issued. Its purpose was to transfer funds between the Federal Reserve Banks and not to pass in retail transactions. Since 1969, the highest denomination note issued in the U.S. has been the $100 bill. Oh. Now, the $1,000 bill uh, features Grover Cleveland. Hmm. 
I did. I did know that. Gun to my head, I would have come up with. So C notes are that's really all there is anymore. That's it. Benjamins. And there was never a five hundred dollar bill. Just went a hundred, a thousand. Correct. Okay. Gun to my head. To the best of my googling, correct. (laughs) Because Grant is on the fifty, right? Yes. Uh huh. Grant is on the fifty, and I did know that Cleveland was on a, a money note. I and there it is. Look yeah. at us learning actual things, Cat. Oh, wait. Perhaps there is a $500 bill. Standby. Click I... it. Click it. I'm so tired of this machine. Oh, by the way, Cat's getting a new machine. <laughs> For those of you wondering. And this one's going to be wiped clean, and it'll be fast, fast, fast again, because it's just trying to do too much shit. Got it. Going to restore it back to factory settings. Correct, because it was lightning fast when I got it, and now there's just too much background sure. bullshit. So the five hundred dollar bill did exist. Yes. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. First one. First one wins. Well, neither one of you got it. So you're still trying to figure it all out. Uh, features a portrait of McKinley on the front. The last five hundred dollar bill rolled off the presses in nineteen forty five and was formally discontinued twenty four years later in nineteen sixty nine when they decided hundos are plenty, these people are gonna be poor forever. We don't need Right. We've already got them pigeonholed, so leave them alone. And there it is. Well, and then obviously with all of the abilities to with all the electronic transfers, the the necessity for the larger bills (laughs) has just subsided. Yeah, you know the the transfers <laughs> that you were talking about between institutions is just yeah nobody has to walk across right. the street with that one bill anymore right right will you take a check <laughs> I will not we do have Venmo however yeah feel free to send as much money as you like that way exactly although there's a limit on those two but again don't have that much money I don't right. know what that yeah, limit I'm never is. gonna hit that threshold I'm probably not gonna no. so Joe has sent us a link what is the link for all the things um. for five uh, k ten k. 100k bills. That feels like too much information, Joe. Like, we, God damn it. We don't need all the information. What are we doing next? What are we doing now? What's going on? Uh, well, I think I've hit all my stories. I think that's... Is that enough for that? Or do we have anything else you want to... I'm trying to think. Was there anything else I wanted to talk about there? No. Dun, dun, dun. No. Thanksgiving on the 19th in studio. I talked about scooters. I made notes about Michael Che and the origin of Oscar the Grouch for later viewing. Um, well, hey, then you should watch the Joker thing with Oscar the Grouch. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, good. Oh, good. That's exactly the origin of Oscar the Grouch. Was it SNL? Yeah, SNL. Brilliant. Brilliant. No, there's no music. There's no music. I don't know how they would get us on that, but because there's no music in it at all. But it's just genius. Because it's got a digital signature of them talking. I guarantee you that. My gosh. What should we? Oh, I guess we'll. um, What should we do next, kids? Well, entertainment's easy because there's only a couple things to talk about. I feel like it's going to be a short show. Yeah. It's true, too. Well, then uh, let's... i got to add the... We have to break up these things. So I have to do this. So much. Any other... What was the link that... Oh, you already said about the link it was you said about was. the monies. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's interesting things if you want to go look up like the history of money. Because apparently there was a $500 bill in like 1869 that featured John Quincy Adams. Joseph oh. Mansfield is a person that was on money for I don't know why... Wow, Joseph. I've never heard of him. I Jane's either. uncle, maybe? I don't know. Because I think, and this is a guess, and we we should really look this up, but I think that the chase that's on Abraham Lincoln's, the Abraham Lincoln's guy, I uh-huh. think that's Chase Manhattan. I think his name still stays with us. I think he's the founder of Chase Bank. The guy that was on the bill. I thought J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan Chase was. Chase was no, those person. are two different companies. 
There's Chase Manhattan and there's J.P. Morgan, and they became. And I'll go to Chase Manhattan, Whoa. where I got me a friend. There, too. J.P. Morgan is not Chase. At some point in our lifetimes or before, they combined. Would it be in the early 1900s? No, J.P. Morgan Chase is in our lifetimes. Like that's in the last twenty years. J.P. Morgan bought Chase very recently. Let's see what Wikipedia has to say. Chase Man. Because honestly, just Googling shit honestly, I always thought when here. I watched the Discovery Channel things about you know how the beginnings of America, where it talks about how Standard Oil was broken up and made all the different things, and Chase is in it, and all the big so those names. Chase is not in it. Chase traces its history back to the founding of the Manhattan Company by Aaron Burr. Because I'll go to Chase Manhattan where I got on me a September first, nineteen seventy nine, on Wall Street. Chase National Bank was formed by John Thompson. It was named after former U.S. Treasury Secretary and Chief Justice. Salmon P. Chase. Salmon P. Chase. I, I, uh, yeah. Mergers Chase Manhattan Bank happened in the 50s. Uh, mergers with Chemical and J.P. Morgan happened in the 90s. Very recent. So you started Chase Manhattan, and then you had the Chemical Bank and the Chase Manhattan Bank, which then gave birth to the Bank of Manhattan and Chase National Bank of the City of New York. Both of those, Gonzo. Back it up, back it up. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, I just, I just, I had a feeling that that chase, and then they bought is Bank the chase one. that we all still use today. And then they bought but Washington no Mutual. No one knows what name he's under. And then there's a whole paragraph about Nazis, so probably we shouldn't. Bank <laughs> <laughs> Chase. Which reminds me of something I want to talk <laughs> but, to you about. But, in I mean, the Nazi, the not the Nazis, the Nazis can really slip in. You just <laughs> never, anywhere. you never anywhere. want to dig right. too deep. They're blah blah blah, Nazis. Well, entertainment, we're not even going to scream it. Just Fair. a couple things. We have a movie that Kat and I saw that I feel like we need to discuss we in public. Talk. It's so much fun. In front of people. And then I have a book re- recommendation that I have just been obsessed with for the last three days. Spectacular I need reading. I faster. And, um, okay. Bring it up, Amazon. I'll open up the page and see what else is in here, but I think that might be it. Not a lot. Oh, my God. The Amazon deal of the day is an old school thermos and lunchbox. Oh, who's on the th- what kind of lunchbox? Like the Stanley drinkware, like the old oh, Stanley okay. kind, yeah. Oh, the, I love the plaid oh. one. Yeah, yeah. We'll order no, something and talk one. about it on the other side. We'll be back in two minutes. <laughs> Stick him up. This is a hold up. Nobody move, but me, 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 me. You're listening to You Talk America.